0: It is the Chicago Chicagoverse Unlimited podcast, featuring interviews with the premier artists and industry in the Chicago music community. My name is Jaima Black. I host this podcast at DynastyPodcast.com. This week, Dre Green. Here's how that sounds. Haima Black here in Logan Square, and I'm joined by Dre Green for her first appearance on Dynasty Podcast. Thanks so much for taking some time tonight. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. How are you?
0: I'm very well, very well, man. It's a, it's like a nice, beautiful spring-summer weekend in the beginning of fall here in Chicago.
1: Yeah, it's been really lovely. I'm really I'm holding on to it before it starts getting painful outside.
0: <laughs> I know that you're not originally from Chicago. Have you done a winter here before?
1: Uh, several, yeah. I have a few. Under- I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm used to it by now. I mean, I'm from Texas originally, and honestly, I take the winters over the Texas summers. They are... There, it, it's a, just another, like, extreme. Like, here it just, it's winter for half the year, and there it's, like, you know, summer for so long. And it's so hot. It's ridiculous.
0: It's so hot, but, and I, I promise we're not just going to talk about the weather in this interview, but yeah. but to me, when I got, at least for South by Southwest, I know it's kind of spring, I'm like, oh, okay, I can deal with this heat because it's dry heat. It's not the humidity. I hate... The humidity to me is brutal, but
1: yeah, I mean, when you're not from there, like people, people die. Like they, yeah. it's like, they don't know how to drink that much water. Like it's, it's a different place, but yeah, I, I, I'll take Chicago even with its winters. Maybe not forever, but for another few years, definitely I'll be here.
0: Well, I have about 13 weather-related questions I'm going to ask you. No, um, (laughs) you have a lot of things going on outside of Chicago versus Texas weather preferences. Uh, You just released a new EP uh, not very long ago, about two months back. It's called Only One. Is this your debut EP?
1: It is my debut EP. Yeah, it's my debut project under Dre Green. I had some other weird projects solo stuff when i was younger and I would sometimes just like do like guest vocals with people but it was like my first cohesive like hi i'm dre and this is me and what i'm doing so no. it's good
0: how long were these songs in the works especially if this is like your first you know like like you're saying cohesive kind of very deliberate release where you're like this is my definitive statement of like who i am mm-hmm. for the first time you know how long how far back do some of these songs go? Let's
1: see. Um, Name Our Night was the first track that started everything. And that I didn't even know where that was going. That was just one song that we made. James, the GTW, and I made last summer, like late summer, like August 2013. And then I started working with the drum and started did a couple tracks with them. And then I was like, you know what? I think this could be like a cohesive release. And that was last winter. So all in all, it took... About a year from the first song to the release.
0: So That's not really, like, a bad turnaround time at all, actually. Like, I mean, some bands, some artists, rappers, musicians, whoever, you know, like sometimes it takes them, like, years and years of just, like, going through whatever obstacles are in the way. And, and right. for a year front to back is not bad at all.
1: Um, yeah, for seven songs, it's not bad. And, yeah, there's definitely nothing wrong with taking your time. I feel like with the LP, I really want it to take as long as it takes. I have... I'm not rushing it at all, but yeah, it'll be a different sound.
0: What kind of responses have you gotten to the EP now that it's out? You know, to only one from you know, press, fans, you know, peers, anybody who's heard it.
1: Um, it's it's mainly positive. I haven't I haven't heard anything really negative about it. A few things that I've heard is comparisons to other artists, which is cool. I get it. You know, it's like. The alternative R&B craze that's been happening and there's been like a trend of like um, kind of more like softer vocals happening and things like that so it kind of got like grouped into some other into like one giant genre Um, but it's all been positive still but I think um, I think the LP will just be a lot different sounding because it just it's been a good response. It's been, like, overall positive, and I'm really happy with it. But I just want it to be bigger and weirder next time.
0: Well, I think that that's something that a lot of journalists do. You know, the people who are who are passing and telling these stories, you know, to a larger audience, they have to, like, you know, find that comparison point, or they think they do, or they have to be, like, it's part of this movement. You know, I, I interviewed uh, Evan from Into It, Over It, who is a very, like, emo-esque Rock group from Chicago And of course he always gets lumped in with like the quote unquote Emo revival and he was just like I mean If that's what people want to call it great If that's the story you want to put on it Sure you know
1: Yeah it doesn't bother me too much Um, I do want to Get to a point where it's like It doesn't like oh She sounds like such and such It's like this sounds like Dre I think ultimately that's the goal for me And I'll I think I'll get there but yeah for journalists It is like it's the easiest way to be like, this album sounds like this album, kind of. And that's how I get it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you, like you mentioned, this record was put out through Low Motion, which is the relatively still kind of new record label from the drum, the Chicago production outfit. Kind of, I know you kind of referenced it, but how did you really connect with the drum? It sounds like you kind of maybe did it through GTW, or kind of how did that relationship begin?
1: I knew of their music. I really, really liked it. James introduced me and was like, um, Dre and I just made a track. Here she is. She's really nice and cool. And... Uh, we had a good connection right away. We were in the studio. or Jeremy and I, I don't think Brandon was there the first time. It was a song Jeremy produced, Jeremiah Meese, And um, yeah, he just kind of threw me a beat, and I wrote to it in the studio and we recorded it, and it just took like a few hours, and that was like, you know, the final cut of the track. And so right then we kind of knew, like, this, we have a good chemistry and this is good, so we should keep working together. So that's how that all happens, and we just have similar taste and just, like, um, a a bigger vision, and we're really happy for what's going on with the label. So it's just, it's all been good things so far.
0: I think that you were the first release that I noticed from Low Motion, because I knew that they were doing that, but then when I started seeing your name really kind of a lot, you know, like, whether it's from online press or mentions on Twitter or, or, like, you kind of posting your own stuff, I started seeing it a lot, and I feel like you're maybe... Unless I'm really wrong, I think, like, the first visible high-profile release from low-motion. Has that kind of been the case?
1: Yeah, that's totally true. I'm like, oh, wow. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs)
0: Someone just slammed something behind the wall that we're sitting against, yeah.
1: Someone got really mad in the bathroom, I think, and
0: just... They're like, I should have been the first release. That should have been me.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I was the first release. They gave people like a little preview of um, the low motion compilation singles, mm. volume one, yeah. and then. But yeah, I was their first like artist release, so that's nice. It feels good. I'm glad that um, I'm glad that happens. It makes me happy.
0: <laughs> well, you know, you have a lot of collaborators on the album. I know you are talking about. You've worked with GTW before, so he, you know he's on the record. You've got obviously the drum who. Of course, we're talking about, you know, with the label and then Supreme Cuts as well. How did you kind of connect with Supreme Cuts? Obviously, they're part of that whole collective family community.
1: Um, I had seen them around um, just at, like, parties and whatnot, and I I made um, a single with Kyle Woods, and Kyle Woods is good friends with uh, Mike Perry of Supreme Cuts. Mm -hmm. So Mike and I just exchanged information, and I just came through the studio, and we worked on a couple things. And, yeah, he's also a good friend of mine. He's a great person.
0: Kyle and Mike are both awesome. Yeah. I have a lot of love for both of them. Um, Kyle Woods is just about the nicest dude in the whole world. You could punch Kyle, and he would apologize for his face being in the way. I mean, that's a little bit of an extreme, but like, he's just the genuinely nicest dude in the whole world.
1: He, he really is. Like, he just I, I could go on and on about him. I yeah. love him. I, I'm excited to work more with him. He's a really um, smart, driven person as well. Just good yeah. people to be around.
0: What I'm kind of getting from all of this is, you know, you came to Chicago, what, a few years back?
1: Um, I first came in 2010, and then I left for like a year and a half, and then came back and have been planted here since like May 2012.
0: It sounds like you have really embedded yourself here in a community and really made real roots and connected with some really great, talented, amazing people, and, and very much like put yourself in that conversation, not in a way where you're just kind of like tagging along, riding anybody's coattails. You're like obviously doing your own thing. When, you know, how does it feel to kind of be part of this really strong, creative community that's happening in Chicago and thriving?
1: Um, you know, I don't even really think about it that much because my mm-hmm. mindset is always like I need to be doing better. And that's always like I'm kind of always on myself, but I need to mm-hmm. look at the good and everything all the time and like you're completely right like it's a beautiful movement with beautiful people and it it feels really good also to be like the only woman here and um i want there to be more women it's kind of the boys club right now (laughs) but it's still it's good i'm happy with the way things are and i'm happy like our whole group has like been getting recognition for everything i'm really proud of everyone um but, yeah, it's um, it's kind of nice, like, having all this press, like, everyone kind of, you know that when you release a song, like, someone's going to hear it. And, like, the g- giant, like, blogosphere that's, like, everything, it, things can get lost, you know? Like, you can just release something and maybe someone won't hear it. So it's kind of nice to that we know we have an audience and we've built a name for ourselves. And, yeah, it's good.
0: Something that comes through when I'm listening to the record, and I love this, I mean, this is the highest compliment, I said it's, like, it's like late night music. Is that something that was kind of intentional? And for anybody who doesn't know what I'm talking about, like go Google, you know, Trey Green, only one Bandcamp SoundCloud and listen to it. And after two seconds, you're going to be like, oh yeah, 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 this is like late night, kind of hit the dimmer, you know, right? I mean, was that something that you were aiming towards or is that just kind of your natural style?
1: It's definitely my natural style. My natural style's always been, like, slower and sultry, always. And, um, yeah, that wasn't wasn't really intentional. That's kind of the way it came out. And I wanted the, the record to be, like, cohesive, so I kind of just went with that vibe. And um, Brandon and Jeremy are also, like, on that vibe as well. So it just kind of came out that way.
0: I love that down-tempo, late-night kind of stuff. That's, like, my personal... I mean, you know, bangers are great, big room house stuff, like... But there's something about like two a m music that to me is just has a different kind of personal intimate connection, you know what i mean
1: yeah i agree it it has a place and it you know it serves its purpose really well we need we need those hours sometimes those late night yeah. the late night music for the late night hours it's it's important to have that and yeah it's I'm happy that people
0: <laughs> That should be your branding statement, like your personal like mission statement like late night music for late night hours. Right. Drag- that could be like your yeah. smooth jazz record.
1: Yeah, that's that could be something. Yeah, I started tagging the, the genre of my music on SoundCloud as late nights and that was kinda of paying like homage to um Jeremiah's late nights, obviously. That's yeah, yeah, definitive. Yeah. But yeah, so definitely some late night tunes. Yeah. I think they're, like, a little bit sexier than I realize. Like, I know there's, like, a... a like you're, like,
0: too sexy for your own good. Is that what you're saying?
1: <laughs> I don't even really think about it. I'm, like, doing it naturally. And then people listen to the, like, it's... Your, your songs are very sensual. Your set was very sensual. And I'm, like, yeah, it, it is. But I don't really think about it.
0: But. They're coming up and they're, like, your music made me pregnant. So I might hit you up for child support. Just be aware of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I am not the mother.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> You know, how do you see your style, whether it's, like, recording, writing, performing, you know, your voice, your music, how do you see all that, like, adapting and evolving as you move forward, because, you know, I think that's already happening for you.
1: Yeah, um, I'm still, like, at a place where I have a style, and I'm still, but still finding my style in a way, I feel like I have a lot of room to grow and experiment, and that's wonderful, that's beautiful, you should always know that you have those options as an artist, but I feel like I want to challenge myself to write some more, like, upbeat stuff, because the slow stuff comes naturally, the sultry stuff, and I can still have those elements, but I want to challenge myself to make people dance. That would make me very happy. Um, So just evolution as an artist just kind of always trying new things in that way like just different tempos at least (laughs) because everything's pretty (laughs) it's pretty chill which is cool which is fine um but I find uh like my live sets like sometimes I can feel like kind of loungy and there's some people that are like really into it and then sometimes I feel like a little like drowned out slightly and it's just like it's not like the right setting also depends on the sound system obviously but I think um I think in the future, I would like to um, just make people move a little more. And I think that'll be, like, something I can work on. I'm working on, like, a rap EP right now that's actually really fun and exciting. But people are not expecting it. But it's still, it's still, it's Dre. It's just, like a little
0: bit. They forgot about Trey. Trey.
1: A little bit. They don't know. <laughs> they don't know yet. They forgot.
0: Uh, who, do, who can we see you collaborating with on that or what other collaborations do you have coming up?
1: Newport is um, a producer based in New York. Uh, he's from Minneapolis. He's really great. We've done like a single together. We haven't released it yet, but that's like for a forthcoming EP that's more like um, kind of like Memphis Hypnotize mine rap kind of influenced yeah we both have like a lot of like roots and like chopped and screwed and like hypnotized mind era so where it's kind of a big inspiration for the ep so it should be fun
0: and you know you mentioned the live show a second ago and that's a great segue into the fact that you are actually playing in the next couple days october 1st at the whistler you've got brandon boom from the drum and jody as well and you know blake who's doing a dj set as well um you know blake blowing up in the city right now so what can people expect from that show? You know, it sounds like a really solid bill, and you're headlining, right?
1: I am. Yeah, it's one of, it's. I think it's my first headlining show, so I'm happy about it. It's just us playing. The Whistler is a very, like, laid-back, intimate place, so I'm excited for it to kind of be my night, because I'm still, I'm, I play a lot of shows, but I'm still, like, a rookie. I'm still opening up for a lot of people, and I feel like it's nice to have my own nights. So I'm excited. But it should be a really nice show. It Plus, it's so like intimate that it's going to feel... There'll be some vibes in there, I feel. It'll be I good.
0: dig it, man. I'm really going to try to make it out because I like the idea of that bill, that room yeah. with your music, you headline. That sounds like an awesome night. I'm definitely going to... you know, It's very much on my list. So I'm looking forward to seeing that for sure. Yeah.
1: yeah Brandon and Blake are great. So it'll be good yeah. music all night as well.
0: Uh, what else is coming up? I know you mentioned the the rap EP, and it sounds like you're writing a lot, collaborating a lot, just always keeping busy. So, what can people expect from you through end of the year, maybe even beginning 2015?
1: Um, definitely some singles out by the end of the year, and um, probably early next year. Hopefully, a single from the LP. I don't want to like speak too soon, but yeah, the LP is like my baby, the big yeah. baby. Like it'll it's gonna be good. So. I'll probably release some singles, and hopefully uh, this EP with Newport's gonna get cracking. But yeah, I'll, I'll keep you guys updated.
0: Nice, <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to hearing new music. I really am in love with this EP. It's very much again like my personal taste. I love that downtown, that late night, late night music for late night hours, man. That's that's such a. I'm gonna definitely like keep that in mind with yeah. your sound. So, uh, Dre Green, the record is called Only One. People can find that through the Low Motion channels online, SoundCloud, Bandcamp. If you Google Dre Green Only One, you're gonna find it. Um, it's an amazing debut, man. Like congratulations, really good work. I'm very much looking forward to seeing everything you have coming up. And thank you for taking some time tonight.
1: Thank you so much. It was good talking to you.
0: This has been the Chicagoverse Unlimited Podcast. Thanks to Dre Green for being on the show this week. You can find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black, Dynasty Descend.